0: Hey everyone, welcome to the garden that is Send Us Flowers, where we are only curating the absolute best vibes. I'm your host, Busy, and today I have Nicole from The Dope Kitchen with me, and she is an incredible person. I mean, you have really cool content. I feel like it's very relatable and educational, but fun and it's something I can just be super baked on my couch watching. Oh, thanks! <laughs> this is so nice, so sweet.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah,
0: and so today we have a really fun episode planned and some like I'm sure unplanned things that usually pops up. Um, I want to talk about the TikTok ban. I want to talk about you being airlifted out of a hike because that's insane. We need to know about how that happened. <laughs> Where did you end up? Like, I have so many questions. Um, And then I want to know how you smoke, what you smoke. I want to know, you know, what are some healthy things that people can eat when they have the munchies? And not even, like, healthy, but, like, nutritious. You know, how to, like fill yourself up in a way that's like loving to your body and not so like guilt ridden because sometimes I get guilty when I eat the munchies and I know you've talked about that on like some past podcasts and I'd love to you know dive into some of those topics today.
1: Sounds wonderful.
0: Amazing. Right. Okay, before we dive in, um, I would love to know who you are sending flowers to. I'm
1: sending flowers to my friend Amanda. She just lost her 99-year-old grandfather oh this week, God. so I think she deserves some flowers.
0: We are totally sending her some flowers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I usually like to light up around the time that we do send flowers. Okay. Um, you're welcome to participate. I know we smoked a little bit before this. um. Flowers for your flowers. (laughs) Flowers for my flowers. What are you smoking? I am smoking the Daydreams Sweet Dreams Quickies pre-roll. What are you rocking with?
1: Whatever you made me. What did you (laughs) make me? I don't even remember. (laughs) I just picked something because it said the word energy on the box and I was, it was like, you phases. Know, I, ah, yes. Yeah. Yes it was yeah. That.
0: Okay. It's phases. And then um, I don't know if the other pre roll did make it in here, but we can grab it not. if it's needed. Yeah. I'm, don't I'm like
1: a one puff wonder. Okay. So I, wonderful. I take things slowly. Oh, I will yeah? be going through this whole thing. Okay.
0: Today. So, would you say you're kind of like, quote unquote, A little bit of baby lungs.
1: Yeah. 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 I think so. Also, I don't like the feeling of being too stoned. I like to keep things light so that I can still, like, have a conversation without, like, just sitting there with my mouth open drooling. (laughs) Well, we have
0: water. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you can at least be hydrated while you're drooling. I'm a hydrated queen. No, for sure. Um, Okay, so... Dope kitchen. Tell us a little bit about that before we dive into talking about the TikTok ban. What am
1: I diving into? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I must see. This is why I'm a one puff wonder. <laughs> I can't. Wow, focus. that was amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna just move that.
1: <laughs> please, please.
0: What am I? What am I diving into? I apologize. Um, tell us a little bit about Dope Kitchen. Oh. You know, the thing you do, the thing I do. Yeah, the thing I do. We're doing so well wow. so far. We're not even five minutes into the episode. Yes. Did you Are you making you cry?
1: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So, anyway, Dope Kitchen. Is something that I started at the beginning of the pandemic when I was just bored and. I'm not just bored. I was sad and depressed (laughs) and anxious Um, because the pandemic had just started. I hadn't seen another human being in days, so Mm -hmm. I needed to do something to get out of bed. Yeah. And I just got high, and I baked a pie, and I thought, oh, it would be kind of cute to film this and send it to my friends just Mm -hmm. to make them giggle during a time of lots of confusion and scariness. Um, And my friends encouraged me to post it to TikTok, so I did, and people kept asking for more episodes because they thought – being high in baking was really cute so I just kept going with it and I've turned it into a brand and a whole like community on the internet and it brings me so much fucking joy every day and yeah that's dope kitchen oh yeah and I I get high and I cook that's the whole concept of it (laughs) if I I wasn't clear (laughs)
0: No. Okay. I, I absolutely love it. I've followed you for a while. Um, It was such an honor, honestly, to meet you at some of these events recently. And so I had to have you on. I think that what you do with food just makes it so much more, I don't know, accessible to people because it is kind of like you know, the chaos of the edits and what's in my fridge and I just got super baked. And so now I need to, you know, figure out what to cook. And I'm just like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, same. <laughs> well, something that I kind of
1: recently started or I talked about when I quit my full-time job with my audience is that I used to work in food media. So I used to produce this like really high quality, beautifully shot perfectly plated recipe. Um, And I kind of wanted to do something that was so far from what that is. Like I wanted Mm -hmm. to be the total opposite of like a perfectly stylized piece of food content. So I just started being my real self on the internet. I'm like, I I literally do this every night. I get stoned and I cook dinner or I bake something and I mess up and the whole process is super messy and Mm -hmm. I just I didn't want to be another like perfectly stylized piece of food content on the internet yeah um because not everyone can achieve that whether they don't have access to like high quality ingredients or um really nice cameras and lighting like Mm -hmm. not everyone is going to be able to make a perfect dish so I just want to show people that you can just be chaotic and messy and still have a really fucking good time in the kitchen
0: and a great meal yes oh my god the food at the end I'm always like Okay, but can I have a bite? Also, <laughs> yeah. like how do I how do I share? Um so you worked kind of in traditional marketing. Mm-hmm. You're now fully doing Dope Kitchen. Yes. What has that been like in that shift? Um, it's been a little bit of an existential crisis. <laughs>
1: cool. <laughs> um, Tell us more. I, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. So I have, I've never done any sort of freelance work in my entire career. I've always worked as like a W-2 employee at a company or corporation, no matter how mm-hmm. big or small it is. And I've always had structure and um I've always had predictability in my job because yeah. it, you know every two weeks I'd get a paycheck and I had really good health insurance through work and I had like people to answer to and schedules to follow, et cetera. But when I left all of that behind and started working for myself, all of a sudden I got A ton of control back and I got 40 hours of work per week back to like figure out what I wanted to do with that time instead of being told what to do. And it was kind of an existential crisis for me because I didn't know how to fill the time. I didn't know how to structure my day. Yeah. I didn't really know how to take care of myself. Yes. Um, Oh, my gosh. you know, when I was working a 40 hour a week, really more than that work week, plus making content on top of that, I had no time to really get to know myself and take care of myself fully. So quitting my job was scary because I felt like I didn't know who I was. Um, I had no idea what my hobbies were. I didn't know how to fill the time in my day. And It I just kind of started to spiral out of control for a little bit, but I, you know, reeled it in. And yeah, in January, I started to adopt many lifestyle changes and habits that would contribute to, you know, me being a little more organized and a little happier every day. Yeah. And um, that has totally shifted the way I feel. And it feels like really wonderful to be able to work for myself now and do something that makes me really happy.
0: That's such an incredible journey. Can I ask what are some of these things you've been implementing? Because there's other people in this room who (laughs) constantly are (laughs) searching for those things as well. (laughs) Um, One of the biggest
1: (laughs) shifts that I've made and I've been consistent with this pretty much every single day, is leaving my phone in another room to charge at night when I'm going to bed. And I try my best to get to bed at a consistent time every Mm -hmm. night. And that contributes to much better sleep, much less anxiety, less stress, just because I'm actually like, I'm putting the bright light away Mm -hmm. before going to bed. And I get that full, like, seven or eight hours of sleep, and I just feel so much better. Beautiful. Sleep is literally the number one thing you should pay attention to if you want to make, like, healthy lifestyle changes. Like, start with your sleep first, get your schedule in order, and then mm-hmm. work on, like, nutrition or movement after that. But sleep is the most important thing for your health. Yeah. Um. And another thing that I did is I cut out coffee. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I never Tell thought more. I would ever cut out coffee, but um, I kind of accidentally went like five days without caffeine and I didn't notice it. So I kind of challenged myself to go as long as possible. Yeah. And I haven't turned back. Um, I use other products, like I'll drink a matcha or like a mushroom water type of thing. Um, and those kind of give me a little bit of energy, but it's more like natural energy and it's not like adrenaline and then crash yeah Um, and cutting out coffee has also helped my sleep and when my sleep improves everything else improves
0: right Mm -hmm. okay and then I know you are a little low-key on this Mm -hmm. but I've heard you mention it in other podcasts have you incorporated and they don't even have to be psychedelic but um are mushrooms a part of this journey and things you've incorporated Um, I have microdosed in the past,
1: Mm -hmm. but I haven't done it yet this year. Mm. Um, Every once in a while, I will take a tiny microdose of psilocybin mushrooms, but... And I I always do it with the intention that I'm going to start microdosing and then I just forget. Right. (laughs) Um, Because my little bag of mushrooms is like tucked in a shelf that I can't really see all the time. Yeah. So if if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. That's how the ADHD brain works.
0: Oh, (laughs) welcome. (laughs) Why I'm like, hey, where's the light here?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, yeah, I'll take mushrooms once in a while. I haven't done a larger dose in a few months. But psychedelics are a huge part of how I manage my mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like, you know, two months after I quit my job, um, right before I started making all these lifestyle habits, uh, habit changes, I um, took a dose of LSD with a friend. And that's kind of what forced me to realize, like, you need to change the little things that you do on a daily basis in order to create, like, big feelings of joy and organization and whatever. Um, so it was, it was LSD that really like helped wow. me get through the job change. That's a little detail I skipped over, I guess. Okay. Yeah,
0: no, <laughs> yeah. but that, I think that that's huge. And to have that toolbox is so important. And okay, tell me more, though, about this LSD trip. So, um I was just kind of I was in a funk after I quit yeah. my job
1: I had also like ended a little situationship and some other things were kind of bothering me at the time so right. I just I knew that going into the new year I wanted to do like a hard reset on mm-hmm. my brain so <laughs> <laughs> there's a button here's that yeah. um so <laughs> my friend and I who were she was like kind of going through her own stuff too we decided to do LSD together we painted at my apartment. We just got some canvases and paint, and just mm-hmm. sat outside painting and listening to really wonderful music. Yeah, and it was such a beautiful, joyful day. Everything was just like so emotional, so, so so emotional, um, and beautiful. Like the colors were amazing. My experience with my friend was wonderful. So after that, I just kind of realized like this was such a beautiful day, but we did such basic things. So it kind of forced me to realize that I needed to like actively find joy in every day. Um, And I feel like since then, I haven't been as negative to myself in a long time. Like I, I'm very mean to myself. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. But I have stopped being as mean. And every once in a while when I catch myself being mean, like the nice person is the bigger one who like takes over and it's like, don't fuck with my friend Nicole like that, you know? So, um, so yeah, I, I just feel like that acid trip was so crucial for me to go into this year with a much more positive attitude. And a lot of that just, you know, required me to make tiny little habit changes throughout my life. And that has contributed to a lot more happiness.
0: I love that. And I do feel like to find happiness or that resolve with yourself, or at least be on the journey toward it, you know, it's evolving. Mm -hmm. I think that you do have to have a little bit of that bravery and honesty with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, what are you doing? You're going to be so stuck. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's beautiful. And so how has cannabis affected this journey? Because I know that sometimes it can be – you know, a tool that's helpful, but also sometimes it, it's not always. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious like, how did that help you? And is it something you relied on more, or less? I am
1: trying to rely on it less. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the last few weeks, though, I've kind of hit a point where i have just, like, starting to consume it a little too much again, and <laughs> I need to reel it back. Um, but I... Kind of, I that happens.
0: Here, um, try all this <laughs> weed. <laughs> I'm trying, like, literally bags of weed.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, but I... Uh, <laughs> I really tried to reel it back at the beginning of this year and just consume with more intention. I didn't want to just reach for a joint or pack a bowl or my bong, whatever, whenever I was bored. I wanted Mm -hmm. to consume weed with intention, whether it was to have better sleep or Mm -hmm. to have fun with a friend or to treat myself for a night. Like I needed to state some reason and be able to like believe that that reason is like valid you know so um I really wanted to just have a sober clear mind as much as possible at the beginning of this year so I really only consumed like when I was making content yeah or if I had like an event to go to and just needed to ease the social anxiety so. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is like the perfect amount to ease social anxiety at least for you because I know sometimes there is a a line that Mm -hmm. can be crossed where it actually enhances the social anxiety so it depends
1: on where I am but if I'm at a bar I can't I usually can't like smoke a joint at a bar Mm -hmm. so I'll bring like a THC drink packet and it's only like maybe two to five milligrams of THC Mm -hmm. that's the perfect amount for me to be social and to just have something to do with my hands by having a drink you know um but if I'm in a more like intimate setting where I'm like I don't know, in a small group, then Mm -hmm. I'd say like two to three puffs of a joint is the maximum for me. And then beyond that, I'm just like (laughs) sitting there drooling. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so when you're, you know, prepping all of your food, I've heard in past podcasts too, that you do a lot of meal prep. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, what's that like? And how do you stay consistent with meal prep? Because I would personally love to know, and mm-hmm. especially, you know, when you're getting baked, like, how do you kind of stay on track for the meal that you're intending to make? So I don't meal prep as much
1: now. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to a lot more, but I think that was probably because I had a full-time job, and like, if I wasn't meal prepping, then I wasn't finding the time to actually yeah. make a healthy meal um now since i work from home and my job is to cook for myself it's, <laughs> I, like i'm just constantly cooking yeah and just eating those leftovers so like maybe i'll cook something on a monday and have all of that leftover on tuesday and then i cook again wednesday so i'm like in every other day yeah I cook. um but uh for dope kitchen lately I've just been allowing myself to just be really loose with my recipes. Mm -hmm. I used to like really try to plan it out every week, but now I've been having a lot of fun just buying random groceries and um, just having a bunch of different ingredients that I didn't really have a plan for in my kitchen. I have a very well-stocked pantry that I'm very proud of. Okay. Um, It's very organized, Um, but I I like just to – I'm sure you've seen in some of my episodes, I like to just say, like, let's cook what's ever in my apartment. Yes,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like, let's see what's in my fridge, and then you're in the fridge, and you're, like, pulling out, okay, we have this meat, and then we have, like, cabbage or something. Yeah. And it forces me to be (laughs)
1: creative because – I don't want to make the same, like, Asian-inspired sauce or the Mm -hmm. same, like, type of cheesy pasta every other night. So it's forcing me to, like, find other interesting ingredients in my pantry Mm -hmm. or buy something new and exciting and have fun with my meals from there. Do you grocery shop high I try not to. <laughs> I yeah, really try your... not to. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not a super productive or functional high. Like I okay. can cook in my kitchen, but after the meal is done cooking, I can't even clean most of the time. I save yeah. that for sober Nicole in the morning, and I hate myself for it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But. <laughs> um. But it's uh. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> grocery shop. I grocery and where your, what
0: your stance was there. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, no, I'm not a functional high, so I can't grocery shop high unless I order groceries for delivery. Is that dangerous, though? No, because I'm less distracted by the yummy-looking things in the grocery store. If I go to the grocery store and I'm high – then I will buy, like, cake that I... I don't need to yeah. buy a cake for myself. I really don't. I'm not all the time. You can buy yourself cake. <laughs> yeah. Give yourself some cake. Sometimes. You can eat it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if I shop online, I'm not distracted, and I get only what's needed.
0: Okay, that's yeah. totally understandable. Do you think that the... Mon- do you think you get more munchies if you smoke or if you have an edible? Um, I don't... I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. Okay, test it out. Think about it and let me know.
1: But here's my thoughts on munchies. I don't really get the munchies. That's why I am like, it's hard for me to think of an answer to that question. Because, and here's my tip for people who want to avoid the munchies, my biggest tip is just to get your nutrition in order. Like, Mm. you need to have balanced meals like three to four hours apart, three to four times a day, in my opinion, um, you need to eat like really healthy throughout the day. Because once you're satiated, like if you're a nighttime stoner like me, mm-hmm. by the time you get stoned at the end of the day, you should feel pretty satiated and like full from what you've eaten throughout the day. So mm-hmm. food is not on the mind. Mm-hmm. But if I smoke when I'm hungry, and I haven't had like balanced meals throughout the day, then I get the munchies. So I avoid that by like f- focusing on my nutrition throughout the day. Okay, and that's kind of why when I am making content, the majority of the food I make is healthy food. Yeah, like it's a salad with mm-hmm. like a balance of protein, carbs, and fat, and some yeah. vegetables in there. And that's that's kind of what I'm trying to teach people through my content. If I'm even if I'm not explicitly saying this, mm-hmm. but you can be a stoner. And still eat really balanced meals and have a healthy fucking lifestyle. Like you don't totally. have to fit the stereotype of like only eating takeout and Taco yes. Bell. Yes.
0: Oh my god, I totally agree. And I, I, and that's why I feel so cautious about like wording, especially. So like, I have endometriosis, and so there's a ton of like you know food stuff with that and mm-hmm. chronic health things, and so. Um, I always try to talk about food like in a nutritious standpoint and like feeding yourself and like, you know, giving yourself that love. And sometimes it's like, okay, is this food going to be like the most like nutritiously valuable to me? Mm -hmm. Because then it takes away like the body image of it and like, you know, how will I look or like, how does this feel? Like it's going to make me feel good in the Mm -hmm. moment. Yeah, because it's Taco Bell. Mm -hmm delicious mm-hmm. but like tomorrow liz at 8 a.m on the toilet yeah. its probably not gonna be that
1: girl <laughs> happy with those choices no <laughs> but i think also as we get older and just have more experience in like paying attention to what our bodies are doing after mm-hmm. we eat something we know what feels good and what doesn't totally. so as long as you're you know choosing foods that make you physically and emotionally feel good mm-hmm. that's like that's all you can do to like take care of your body. Yeah.
0: Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. So TikTok is primarily where you have built dope kitchen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, you know, but you've expanded so much. I mean, it's like a kingdom mm-hmm. <laughs> of Dope Kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. Like I've seen you on like Taste Made, I see you're building YouTube, like your Instagram is always popping off. Like I love watching your stories. Um, but I'm curious, you know, with TikTok and like the contentiousness around the app, how do you feel about, you know, a potential ban and what that could potentially do to Dope Kitchen?
1: Yeah, um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. And I know I've rambled about so many topics yeah. so far, but um, <laughs> but I feel that if TikTok goes away, it's probably a blessing because I'll get four hours of productivity back every day (laughs) um but uh, like I know I feel like I'll be okay there are other platforms for me to build on Mm. and I've always told myself that if everything kind of fails with Dope Kitchen or if I just stop having fun with it I'm going right back to my career and I'll be fine yeah um so Whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have a lot of thoughts on the TikTok stuff because this isn't just about, you know, like banning an app or this isn't just about. National security. there's there are so many really upsetting things that have happened in this country over the last year, at least, um with, you know, women's rights being taken away mm-hmm. with um gun laws are not changing in this country. Mm-hmm. And they're banning books. They're banning drag queens. We can't even say the word gay in some places in the country.
0: or talk about your periods or talk
1: about your periods. Like I'm it's so upsetting to me because I just feel like this government is trying to take away our self-expression. And they want us all to be the same as in like those old Christian American values like I I just don't I don't feel comfortable <laughs> with the fact that our government is kind of forcing that upon us now mm-hmm. and they're they're taking away the app because they realize that people have been able to mobilize and communicate yeah. and learn from each other and become more woke and become mm-hmm. much smarter. And that's terrifying to people in power. To have, I totally agree. to have the people that they're governing be really fucking smart and know how to mobilize. Yeah. So um it's like if the app goes away, like my career will be fine. I don't really care what happens to Dope Kitchen. Like I appreciate this community for everything No, that has I care. <laughs> I you care. have to wait, stop. <laughs> Hang on. I mean, it's, I'm it's, like, it's not about me. Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> it's not about me.
0: <laughs> I was like I'm talking about TikTok failing <laughs> not you. Fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> wait, <laughs> let's clear something oh, up here. Okay. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> you're like not no you're, you're gonna be fine <laughs> oh my god sure i'll, I'll be okay whatever yeah, no. but like
1: i don't know i just i care so much about mm-hmm. the people in this country being able to express ourselves however yeah. we choose to and it's just it's- sucks to see things be
0: taken away. I totally agree. And you have built such a cool community. I mean, I see people in your comments and they're so excited Mm -hmm. about what you're doing, about what you're going to make. And it's um, awesome to have been able to watch kind of your evolution too like you don't only post about food you post about you know mental health you post about like body image you post about um, I've seen you starting to incorporate more like fitness um, stuff with kind of like your past in mm-hmm. um, power lifting mm-hmm. yeah and so I, I really think it's awesome that people want to know the person kind of behind Dope Kitchen mm-hmm. and one thing I know that you posted recently about was being airlifted out of Lake Havasu. It was Havasu Falls. Havasu Falls, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So I was, what was happening there? Oh
1: I was so excited for that trip, because if you know anything about like hiking in America and like great American hiking trips, you know about Havasu Falls. It's a beautiful area. It's like um, in these red canyons with this turquoise waterfall and a turquoise creek that runs all the way through to meet the Colorado River. And it's just such a beautiful And, uh, amazing place. And I was so excited to go, but Mm -hmm. the day my permit was supposed to start, it was raining all day. So I decided I was going to hold off on starting my hike, even if it meant losing a day of my permit. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't want to get stuck in the rain. And then when I got to the falls the next day, it was just kind of muddy, um, and it wasn't that beautiful turquoise color. Yeah. And it was still really cool to see, of course. And I appreciate yeah. the land for what it is. But I was, like, bummed to not see the water look the way it was. And I figured within, like, 24 to 48 hours before my trip ends, I would probably see clear water because it wasn't going to rain for the next couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next morning, I was woken up around 8 a.m. to someone telling me that there was a flash flood coming in. <gasps> And when I I had to pack up my stuff and go up toward the waterfall, we were just kind of waiting at the top of it in order to get out. Mm-hmm. And um, the water was incredibly brown and the waterfall was super, like, intense and powerful. Um, so anyway, the bridge to get out of the campground was underwater, so we couldn't get out. I had to go up this alternate route climbing a canyon wall oh my um, god and hike back to the village and that's when i was able to get a helicopter out of the canyon so i could get back to my car um but i had to pay for the helicopter because these are like touristy helicopter rides they offer them all the time so it wasn't like a i wasn't being rescued it wasn't oh a rescue gosh. helicopter okay um but i it was still my only way out um For at least a day or two, and I just wanted to get out of there that fucking night. So I paid like 110 bucks for the helicopter, and I got the hell out. Yeah, yeah. it's not even that much. Oh my god, it it felt like ten dollars in the moment because it was it was worth every penny to get out.
0: You're like, I would have paid ten times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Please. Okay, that's wild. Were you? Like, high at any point during this at night, um before I realized anything would happen, I
1: had an edible, but I had just <laughs> yeah. woken up. so okay. I hadn't had anything in my system yet. Um, so I- I'm glad I was sober through that yeah. moment because that was a little chaotic yeah but uh yeah it was it was an interesting time. I felt like I wasn't even scared. Mm-hmm. um I've been through worse out in nature, so like this was nothing for me, yeah, um, so I just kind of used my brain and like listened to conversations and like followed people who seemed like they were figuring out a way out of sure. there, and that's how I was able to get out that night, and I was fine.
0: What do you mean you've been in worse situations? <laughs> <laughs> That one didn't look uh, yeah. so yeah. great. So, so I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it gets worse. How bad it gets i <laughs> right, I'm, I'm down to dive down that rabbit hole if okay. you are. Okay, oh, yeah. cool. So um,
1: let's see. I guess my first ever backpacking hike or backpacking trip, it was 22 miles and I sprained my ankle at the 11 mile mark and still had a whole like day of long hiking to get out of there. Oh my God. But I was fine. And then um, another backpacking trip I went on was uh, Labor Day weekend 2020 and there were a lot of wildfires happening that weekend, but I didn't think I was going to be affected. Oh my Um, God. (laughs) So we got through the first two days and two nights of our backpacking trip, which were like perfectly fine, but on the second day, the smoke was starting to come in, mm-hmm. um, and we weren't really sure how far away a fire was. Um, and we were woken up at one forty-five in the morning on our second night to someone screaming "fire, evacuate!" And I popped out of my tent. I tried to call back to the person, and they didn't answer. And my friend David was like, "What do we do?" And I said, "We fucking pack up right now and we go." Yeah. Um, so we ran down the mountain back to my car. Got there in like two hours, and when we were able to. Um, like get internet connection again, we looked up a fire map and it was maybe like 70 miles away. Uh So it wasn't close enough to be an immediate harm. Yeah. But the smoke was so thick. When we woke up in the middle of the night and had our headlamps on, um, our headlamps were shining on all of the ash that was falling from the sky. So it was like, it was thick smoke. And if we had waited any longer, the fire probably would have gotten much closer and the smoke would have been even worse. And that could be dangerous for our lungs. So, yeah. um, and then the last backpacking trip I went on um, um before this past one was in Nepal Mm -hmm. and I got altitude sickness and COVID on the same day so it was it was really rough to make it through a couple more days of that
0: what was that like what was what was going through your head
1: I thought I was dying (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) well so I did not expect Uh, my diagnosis to be covid yeah Um, because i got altitude sickness symptoms first and then the next day i started to develop this cough and like i was having a lot of trouble breathing Mm -hmm. i had a little bit of a fever um so i didn't think it was covid because i had already been in the country for several for like six days at that point so i figured if i got it from the airport it wasn't going to take six full days for symptoms to hit me got it um but i uh Where
0: was I? I always
1: lose my train of
0: thought. In (laughs) Nepal. And you had COVID and um, elevation sickness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had
1: Wi-Fi at some of the stops that I was sleeping at. And I would Google symptoms of like a cough after altitude sickness just to see what that was connected to. And it just showed me this horrifying result of like some pulmonary infection that could potentially kill me. So I was like, fuck am I gonna die here in Nepal I had so much anxiety for the rest of the trip plus I had a fever plus a terrible cough and I still had two full days of hiking for seven to nine hours um wow and I wasn't gonna get back to LA for another like three days so I flew home um wearing a mask of course and when I got back to my apartment in LA I took a COVID test and it was positive Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was kind of a sense of relief to know that it was COVID and yeah. not anything scarier. Yeah. Um. But it just sucked to realize that it was altitude sickness and COVID and the whole like second half of the trip was painful for me
0: wild yeah you've been on some incredible adventures yeah yeah (laughs) so what's next i'm going to costa rica on sunday (laughs) oh okay yeah yeah. i'm really excited safe travels what are you you. gonna be doing
1: i'm staying at this resort on a river and we're going to sleep in a different location every night and just do like a bunch of outdoor jungly activities like okay waterfall repelling and whitewater rafting horseback riding some other like fun stuff so I'm cool super pumped
0: have you always been you know super outdoorsy what no, is that from your childhood not at all really? i did not
1: grow up hiking at all i was a beach person when i was a kid um because i lived in rhode island okay and i went to the beach every summer so mm. now i live by the beach in california yeah of um, course and uh I was, I didn't start hiking. I guess my first hike ever was in college somewhere in Ohio or Pennsylvania. And then when I moved out to LA in 2014, I started to hike a little bit, but like little three mile hikes Mm -hmm. and people just kept teaching me things. And I kept getting into like hiking bigger mountains and I just fell in love with it. Yeah. And I just kept doing it. And now I just like most of my vacations are planned around backpacking, hiking or some type of nature activity.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. Where do you have like an ultimate destination that you're? Yeah. The Dolomites in Italy. I'm sorry, say that again. The
1: Dolomites in Italy. What's that?
0: Northern Italy. It's
1: a beautiful mountain range. Okay. So I would love to do some backpacking there. Wow. And just see that part of the world. It looks beautiful.
0: Okay. That sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah. I am. I need to do it at some point in the next couple of years. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I was like half expecting you to be like, and I'm going there next after. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite. No, it's good to have, have your eyes set on something though. Um, if someone is, you know, want, do you like, do you smoke on your hikes? Like how do you, what's your relationship with cannabis and hiking? I guess fitness in general. Um,
1: if I'm backpacking, then I always take edibles with me mm-hmm. for at night after I'm done hiking. But yeah. for the most part, I don't do any physical activity while I'm high unless it's running or walking. So it needs to be, I feel like it needs to be in a place that I'm very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like I would be paranoid if I was stoned in out in the wilderness, especially yeah. if like Are there? Yeah, I feel like I need to be sober and ready to act for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like if there's like wild animals trying to attack me, then maybe I should be a little alert. Yeah, (laughs) okay, that's fair. Um, Do you think that other people, you know, I guess what's a better way to ask this question? How do you feel about other people incorporating cannabis into like their fitness or their hikes?
1: whatever works for people yeah it's none of my business to say (laughs) that something is like not cool or cool um but yeah whatever works for people every once in a while I'll go to the gym on like a very small dose of Mm -hmm. THC and it feels nice yeah it helps ease my gym anxiety because sometimes I still have gym anxiety really yeah I think it's it's more like I'm anxious about the workout and not necessarily anxious about the environment you know Uh um Like, if I see that Bulgarian split squats are on my (laughs) program, then I will cry, and I get really anxious about that. Okay. Any leg day Mm -hmm. is an anxiety-inducing day for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Are you going to go back into powerlifting at all? So, I feel like I'm just traveling
1: too much this year to really be Mm -hmm. consistent with working out. I would love to compete again, but... At this point, I'm just moving my body just to take care of my body. And I don't really care about hitting, like, personal records or competing Mm -hmm. or, like, squatting as heavy as possible. I'm just trying to take care of my body. So, eventually, if I, like, slow down on the travel front, then, like, I would love to compete again, but not now.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, before we wrap this up, I know you cook a lot of food, and I wanted to attempt to possibly smoke out of food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I did it recently. And honestly, it it was much more fun than I anticipated. The achievement of it mm-hmm. feels really good because you're like, is this gonna work out? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of scientific. Yeah. So I have coffee cake oh, because I wanted to bring cheese. <laughs> but- <laughs> The deli literally wouldn't sell me the cheese that I wanted, which was really strange. That
1: is ridiculous.
0: And so I figure, you know, if this works it works, and if it doesn't then it doesn't. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> I'm in my mind, I so for all my audio listeners, we have a a coffee cake right now. And so I'm thinking we like put the bowl hole here mm-hmm. and then like a mouth hole here, yeah, and then just kind of like slide it in, and I feel like it would work, yeah. If you're down I'm to so do down this, to try. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Her- oh shit, <gasps> sorry, Alex. <laughs> um, okay, so for all here in the camera, let me do close up. We're going to. <laughs> <laughs> I think coal. Yeah, that's about in the center. <laughs> I don't usually do this. You just started with the
1: croissant video? Is that the first time you ever did that?
0: No. Oh. I mean, when I was like in college, I mm-hmm. would smoke out of food all the time, oh. but mostly because I didn't have anything else mm. to smoke. So I'd be gotcha. like, an apple is like 89 cents. Mm-hmm. Now it's like $3 I know. <laughs> at the time, kids. <laughs> but yeah, like I didn't I didn't know. I also didn't know what I was really doing. Yeah. And like, you know, there wasn't TikTok. There wasn't like all this other stuff. And so it was kind of whatever someone told you or showed you to do or what you had like the idea to do. Mm -hmm. Did you ever smoke out of foods? Was that a thing for you? No,
1: I don't think I ever have. I feel like I've always had access to people who had the right equipment. Um, Or I would just do edibles. I'm kind of a late bloomer with smoking. Yeah. Um, I, I did it for the first time when I was 18 on my senior prom night. And I only did it a handful of times in college because I was one of those kids who was like, if I ever get in like really bad trouble, my parents are going to kill me and I don't want to
0: disappoint my parents. Of course.
1: (laughs) So I only smoked a handful of times when it was readily available and someone was like offering it to me. I think I bought weed for the first time when I was a junior, um, which feels really late. And, um, then when I moved out to California, I wasn't really consistently using cannabis until it became recreationally legal. So 2018.
0: Okay. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah. That's my whole weed story. <laughs> I love that. But I think everyone has a different relationship with it. And mm. you're from the East Coast. Like, do your parents know that you smoke? Now they do. Now they I do. I had to. <laughs> yeah, now now they do. Like, do your parents know? Yeah. <laughs> We're like, I don't know, I'm thirty. Yeah, yeah. I would say I'm a full adult. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, I know.
1: I'm thirty two and I am Great. 30, Yeah. You know. But fine. Um, I still have to break the news to my parents on these so things.
0: Funny. My mom is
1: like way more chill about it, and my dad took some convincing. Okay. Um, but now they're both like they get it. They're fine. I'm able to be a successful stoner, so they get it. Wonderful.
0: Um, I don't know if you want to give it the first shot. Oh, sure. I don't know if that puts you on the spot too much. But <laughs> I'll try my best. Okay, so there's the Mouthpiece, okay, and then I'm thinking you just pull the bowl. Honestly, like you know, kind of like a a wheat, like yeah. a dry bong. Unfortunately, yeah, dry bong. but the croissant tasted good, so like I think it could be successful for you. Okay, I'm really curious how this is gonna turn out.
1: <laughs> okay. <Hold on. laughs> I like really want to eat it cuz it does taste so good but also this is so funny. <laughs> Do you want to Oh try- my god. I don't think I'm I don't think I'm Okay. anything. Okay, let's
0: let's see. No, no. Oh, it's completely clogged oh, with there we bread. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. <laughs> oh, you got a little. There was like a little bit. Yeah. For the audio listeners, there was a visible amount of smoke. I think yeah. that came out, yeah. and it actually really does taste kind of good. Huh. <laughs> do you want to try again oh one more You're, okay cool more i was like no, yeah. maybe not <laughs> no no <laughs> okay not anything okay well a, a we piece. attempted yeah. okay before we go is there anything in your bag that you want to share this bag? And your stoner bag, you know, is there like anything you're particularly smoking on or that you enjoy that other people should know about? Um, I
1: don't know if I've had anything very new or exciting lately, but I will say that in the last, like, six months, I started using a bong for the first time. I've only smoked out of a bong, like, a handful of times, but I finally got my own oh, last year. I
0: love a great bong. Um, and I loved
1: it so much. It's my favorite yes. high experience, I think. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm usually a joint smoker on a okay. day-to-day basis, but when I want to treat myself, it's the bong.
0: Okay, yeah. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I'm totally preferential to a bong. Mm. It's one of my favorite ways to smoke. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just the kind of high you can hang out on your couch and like watch a really funny show. Yeah. And like laugh <laughs> so hard. <Yeah. laughs> like out loud, embarrassingly. So <laughs> I agree. Fun high. Okay. Um, before we go, anything else you want to share? Anything anyone should look for? Um no, just follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Okay, it's Dope Kitchen everywhere, but with um it's so two underscores yes. on
1: Instagram, one underscore between Dope and Kitchen on TikTok, and just search Dope Kitchen on YouTube. And I think that's all. I think that's it. Those okay, amazing platforms.
0: Well, thank you all for watching another episode of Sunless Flowers. And Nicole, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for I having me. Just appreciate you so much. Thanks for doing ridiculous things like trying to smoke a coffee cake. It was <laughs> like I'd give that like a a sixty-eight percent. Yeah. Like, it kind of did its job, but not really. Yeah. I think, honestly, (laughs) if if I was
1: alone, I would probably, like, chomp into it and try to inhale. But I'm trying to be polite. (laughs) Okay, yeah. No,
0: you can do it off camera then. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay, thanks everyone so much. And thank you for watching another episode of Send Us Flowers. I will see you all next week. Bye.